0: It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn. Today it's California Spirit Country. Jason Schneider is back with us. He is uh, the GM at Bottle Barn and uh, the head of the spirits uh, thing. Hello, Steve. How you doing? Division. I'm, I'm okay, man. Section the spirit the spirits, thing. The spirits thing. It's been a long time, man. It's it been, has been Good a to see you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Our guest today is Lauren Pats from Redwood Empire Brand Whiskey, a Grayton distilling company. And there's a lot of uh, bottles of whiskey and stuff.
2: I brought as many as I possibly could. Yes,
0: thank you. Well, it's, <laughs> it's frightening the hell out of me, but... Uh, it it, it, uh, we'll talk all about that but uh, jason let's get into because we're always talking to barry herbst about wine and such he's the wine buyer at bottle barn and uh, talk about the spirits section which is as amazing as the wine section at bottle barn i mean you guys got it all at and certainly the best prices
1: i appreciate that yeah I, i you know it's a wine shop first and foremost. And then I like to think of it as a really cool spirit shop within the wine shop. Um, Like I said, we try to have a huge selection. The last thing I want is people coming in and saying, I bet you don't have this particular, you know, spirit from Brazil or whatever. And then we don't, I want to have, you know, something for everyone. Uh, Prices are obviously important. Nobody comes for my wit and charm. They come for the prices and the selection. Um, And then we've built out the website And that's really kind of grown our spirits portfolio, too, because it's, you know, obviously the local community uh, supports particular products. And then the website allows us to sell uh, spirits only in California. We can only ship in California, but it's kind of really expanded our our reach. Um, So, yeah, it's uh, this is the time of year. You know, this is this is it. This is our playoffs. This is December, the holidays. So the spirit department's busy.
0: Lauren. Talk about Redwood Empire brand whiskey and the Greaten Distilling Company. What's the history on that?
2: Well, we're actually part of a larger company called Purple Brands, which is, um, in fact, a wine company. So we are making Rayburn Chardonnay and Scattered Peaks um, is one of the other brands that we have. But there's a a few others. Those are kind of the big two. So Derek Benham is our owner. And um, when he uh, sold off Mark West, he had some capital to invest into building out a distillery. And so that started, you know, 2013, 2014 was kind of inception of this idea and, you know, groundbreaking soon after that. And then whiskey started going down in barrel in 2015. So we've really been um, making whiskey since 2015 in Grayton, California, and uh, just kind of Sleeping Giant has awoken. Um, Started releasing in 2019, and um, even with the pandemic and everything that's been difficult about that, logistics and whatnot, we've uh, been able to enjoy some really incredible growth. So we're excited to be involved in our local community, but really happy to kind of just across the board see some... um, some amazing reception for our spirits
0: and talk about what you've brought in and what uh you folks make uh what kind of spirits you make
2: well i've brought our three course hues and then two bottled and bond offerings so the three course okay
0: geek alert i don't know what (laughs) what that means
2: well maybe jason will give us a lesson on bottled and bond jason
0: good
1: put me on the spot here um Bottled and Bond has to come from a single distillery.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It has to come from a single distilling season. Correct. It has to be at least 100 proof. Yes. Uh, what else? Uh, age? Four years of, at least four years she in barrel? She gave you that
3: answer. She <laughs> did
1: give me that answer. Um,
3: you would get an I mean, F quickly, on the test.
1: quickly, we, <laughs> we could go deep into this, but quickly, it was really the first Consumer Protection Act in the United States. Uh, it was a way to, back in the day, they used to sell whiskey by the barrel and and you'd go and you know your your local liquor store would fill you up you know from that and they would they would put water in it they would whatever you know to to increase their profits so this was a way to um, ensure quality ensure a high proof and um, I think it really was the first consumer protection act um, enacted in the United States the Bottle and Bond Act. It- before we continue our conversation on
3: whiskey, we should probably get in our cellar wine, since we're on California wine country here, and Dan always needs to wake up now, Dan. We're going to talk wine. <laughs> he does okay. look oh, it He's like back. he was asleep. I looked over <laughs> and I went, oh, my God, Dan!
4: Dan's asleep. So,
3: cellar wine, what would you bring this week?
4: 2019 San Kite Trail, I think it's called, uh, and it says it's a Chardonnay, Chardonnay. Uh, And this is a 2019. It's uh, been on the market for about uh, eight or nine, ten months. Uh, Nicely made, uh, aged in uh, some French oak barrels. It's uh, generous, soft. It's got uh, some personality of the Carneros region where the fruit comes from. Uh, And uh, very lovely wine. I I thought it would be nice to sip on this afternoon.
0: It is delicious. And you brought a uh, Ricardo Santos Simeon.
4: Yeah, the 2016. Semi- 2016 from well that's a, a story in itself. I aged the wine in my cellar. It came out in 2017. So it was a year old when I got it, but I had tasted the previous vintages and I knew that this is a wine that uh, typically semi on ages. So I called the importer to try to get some technical details and he gave me the numbers and I said, "Well, I think I'm want to try this as it ages." So we held on to it for about 5 more years. It's a it's a Really nice wine. It actually improved a little bit, but it wasn't worth the additional five years I waited. So, if, <laughs> in other words, I wouldn't wait five more years on the next one. It's a pretty delicious wine. It comes in right now from Global Wine Imports uh, in Berkeley. Uh, they are a really high-quality importer of South American wines, and this is called Ricardo Santos. Ricardo, I had d- dinner with Ricardo Santos about uh, six months after this wine was released. I was down in Argentina. Had a wonderful di- time with him. He was in his 80s, and he's since passed away, but this is his legacy. It's a, a single vineyard uh, that he owns down in the uh, uh, Argentina wine district, Mendoza.
0: All right, and uh, I should uh, mention that uh, Bottle Barn was recently named by Wine Enthusiast Magazine as one of the top wine uh, stores, wine places in the United States, and only one of three in California, Jason. That that's huge, man.
1: It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's hard to believe. <laughs> showing up there every day, yeah, like and knowing what I know, but no, it, um, <laughs> it's it's quite an honor, and we were obviously you know just really pleased. And then the local uh, press Democrat picked up on the story, and then I think more people found out about it. So yeah, obviously we're honored,
4: and we've been talking about it for months now. In my in my column that appears every Friday in the Napa Register, uh, my wine of the week is usually a wine that I purchased at Bottle Barn, and I always list the price in the Napa Register mm. at Bottle Barn, mm. <laughs> because it's the best price in the country. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank and, you.
0: Uh, the same thing with spirits. Uh, again, Jason, you're in charge of spirits at Bottle Barn. You are the GM uh, overall, but... Uh, Talk about uh, the Redwood Empire brand whiskey and Grayton Distilling Company and talk more about that. And you guys have such an, a selection of spirits and, of course, craft beers and everything at the best prices. But
1: Yeah, it's 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 crazy. When I first moved here in the mid-'90s, you know, it was wine country. And then it sort of became wine and beer country. Mm-hmm. And now it's wine, beer, and spirits country. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have so many great distilleries, um, uh, Redwood Empire slowly kind of become uh, one of our top two selling local brands. I actually think it's it's actually the top selling local brand, and that's not any reflection on anybody else's, but the price point they deliver, the quality at, is. It's just unmatched, and I don't know if I could talk about the price <laughs> with Lauren here. But you know, we sell the core lineup for twenty nine ninety nine a bottle. To me, that's everyday drinking whiskey. Holy you get above molly. that point, and now you're you know in the specialty stuff like the bottled and bond is at you know in the in the eighty ninety dollar range. But for the core brand, um, so it's it's uh, you can't beat the quality they're doing, um, Lauren and and, and Jeff. Uh, duckhorn um, over there uh, are just uh, I go to Kentucky twice a year visit a lot of distilleries and I'm telling you this stuff is on par with anything I try over there it's, it's and this,
4: and this project is really really young uh, you can imagine some of these old distilleries been around for a long long time and it takes a long time in the aging process so this is a baby project and it's just uh, for, for the quality of these uh, products right now is pretty astounding
2: Yeah, our goal really is to achieve a certain level of accessibility, both uh, for price point and also for um, the quality that we're going to be able to be putting into that bottle, especially with the three core SKUs. Um, So we're going to start tasting. If that's cool with everybody.
0: try and Stop us.
2: Yeah. uh, Look,
0: I I know these people, and it's okay with them. They can handle it. Unfortunately, I have to go meet with my parole officer, so I'm going to turn it over to Harry and Dan Berger. Uh, But again, our guest today, Jason Schneider, GM at Bottle Barn and head of the Spirits Division, and Lauren Patz, Redwood Empire brand whiskey and the great distilling company, And, oh, thank you, yes. One shot of whiskey and then I can go see the parole officer. Well,
2: let's see if you can hold out for six shots. Um, the first stuff—that's
0: what he's expecting. Yeah, right,
2: right, right, right.
0: Don't want to disappoint your parole officer. No, when I, when I go in and go, oh, I only had one shot of whiskey. He'll go, well, what's wrong with you?
2: <laughs> yeah, up that ante. So what we have in front of us now is our bottled uh, is our bourbon, which mm. is a uh, pipe dream. Is the name of this mm. each one of our. Uh, Whiskey's is named after a redwood tree. So all of us living here probably familiar with what the redwood empire is, um, spanning from Muir Woods all the way up to the Oregon border. That is is
0: amazing.
2: Oh, thank you. That's what we're that's what we're going for is amazing and beyond. Um, But yeah, so this is our bourbon. It is a four grain bourbon. Um, Bourbon has to be a minimum of fifty one percent corn, which this is significantly higher than that. We're looking at around seventy to seventy five percent.
1: What does that do to the product? The the higher the corn, is it?
2: Well, corn, you know, expresses very um, specifically off of the still. It has a a much higher fusel content when coming off, so it has an almost oily texture to it. So um, oftentimes when I'm drinking or if I'm judging bourbon, I really look for texture as a big indication of the distillation style and overall quality of the spirit in and of itself. If it doesn't have some viscosity, if it doesn't have some weight on that palate... um, I think it's a failure as a bourbon.
0: This has all that. Yeah, yeah.
1: especially yeah. <clears throat> that is really amazing. Well, and like I said before, at twenty nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. are you kidding? Yeah, like,
4: but the nice the nice thing for me is that it doesn't try to blow you away with intensity. It's delicate. At the same time, it has the real personality of true American whiskey.
0: Yeah, it is very delicate, and the finish is it's spectacular. Yeah, it <laughs> is spectacular. Yeah, wow, Harry. I I love the
3: warmth of it Mm -hmm. is what really gets me. It's a nice, easy sip. A hug from the inside. There there you go. There you go.
2: (laughs) That's how all spirits should be.
3: Yeah. Now, Jason, uh, we were talking earlier about how this is known as wine country, but that it's developed a craft beer world, and distilling seems to be coming along the way. One of the things I love about Bottle Barn is when I'm looking for a spirit, I want a local spirit. And you you guys have got them covered. I've got a friend who is a real whiskey drinker, and his Christmas present every year is a bottle of whiskey. And I know I can go into Bottle Barn, and I can find something different, and it will be local and very reasonably priced. Talk about the development of the spirit industry in Sonoma County.
1: Um, Where where do you begin? So I remember, again, moving here in the the late 90s, mid-90s, and then taking over the spirit department, I don't know, within Mm – five, six, seven, eight years of that. And there was St. George in Alameda. There was, um, Jermaine Roban up in Ukiah. Um, and there was probably a handful of others. Those are the, the big ones that I remember. And I, I don't know, I guess maybe 10 years ago, you saw this new wave. It was kind of like the craft beer industry. There was that wave in the in the '90s, and then it kind of went dormant for a little while, and then it exploded again with Russian River and a few of these others. So I would say the new wave started maybe ten years ago, eight to ten years ago, with Spirit Works, with 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 Great Distilling, Redwood Empire, uh, Sonoma, you know, Sonoma Brothers, Sonoma Distilling Company, on and on. So now I don't even know how many. Dis- Do you know how many distilleries there are in Sonoma County?
2: I could make up a number. Yeah, but could, <laughs> I yeah. think you're looking at least seven or ten. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, elk fence there you know is here in santa rosa i think it's the first in santa rosa right. so um, i would say the last 10 years we sort of saw this what i consider the new wave and the real big push for it like this is getting serious yeah. now you yeah. know
4: it's not easy to make this because it's expensive uh be, but you the front end of the wine uh, the front end of the product has to be taken off the back end the head and the tail it has to be removed and they're really not usable and so you end up with a much smaller uh, production and you've got to then really be careful what you finally put into the final blend because if you put something in that doesn't really, it's not compatible, when you come out the other end and you're ready to bottle, there could be something sticking into it that doesn't really belong.
1: Well, you bring up a good point. I mean, first of all, the equipment, the capital it takes just to start a distillery, and then if you're going to make whiskey, you're going to sit on it for two and a half, three, four, five, six years before you see a return on your investment. Or it's, even
2: know if it's going to be worth that investment. Or if it's going to be worth it. <laughs> if you know what you're doing.
1: So you're talk about the origins of it i think most of the distilleries in sonoma county like most other places started by releasing vodka mm-hmm. gins things like that they purchased whiskey possibly blended in with their product whatever the case is to have product early on to sell um, and now we're just starting to see whiskey come into its own in california in my opinion Now, it may not sound like it, but you're listening
3: to California Wine Country here on The Drive on KSRO with Dan Berger. Our guest today, Jason Schneider, GM of Bottle Barn, and Lauren Patz from Redwood Empire Whiskey. And we're going to continue our conversation about all things spirit-wise after we take our bottom-of-the-hour break. Back to California Wine Country with Dan Berger. Although we're kind of doing California spirit country today. (laughs) Our guest today, Jason Schneider, the GM of Bottle Barn and head of the spirits department. And Lauren Patz from Redwood Empire Whiskey. Now, Lauren, if one were to visit your website, which is redwoodempirewhiskey.com, or if one were to look at the bottles of whiskey that you produce, one would notice a lot of trees. What's (laughs) the connection with trees and Redwood Empire Whiskey?
2: Well, we wanted to get a lot of our inspiration um, from our local environment around here, the redwood uh, empire that we all enjoy and live in and the majesty and the beauty uh, that's all around us. So not only are each one of our uh, bottles, our spirits named after a redwood tree, but we plant a tree for every single bottle sold. Uh, through a program called Trees for the Future. So I think we're close to 700,000 trees, and uh, I, I think our goal is to get to um, a million before next Earth Month. Nice. Yeah. All right.
3: We opened another bottle while we were off the air to sample one more whiskey. What did we open and what are we sampling?
2: Well, we opened my favorite bottle because I didn't want any of us to leave without having tasted it. Uh, it is the Rocket Top Rye, which is our bottled and bond rye. So it is our grain to glass product, which is means that every uh, drop of liquid in this bottle we made in-house five years ago. So um, as Jason mentioned earlier, part of the designation to be bottled and bond is a minimum four-year age statement. We've added an extra year because we are in California and Northern California. It's a little bit cooler here. It's a little bit foggier here. And we've found that we've achieved better maturation, that aging process of whiskey and barrel with just a little bit more time on it. and so this is a really special uh rye because it's a four grain rye. So it has rye of course and it's fairly high percentage uh but also some wheat, some malted barley and 3% corn in there. And I love that 3% corn because you can't taste it but you can feel it. Mm.
3: <laughs> Jason, your
1: thoughts about this particular beverage. I love it. The uh the rye is certainly uh, one of my favorites, if not my favorite of their products. Um, I think it's the most complex; it has the most interesting aromatics to me. Um, like Lauren said, it, interesting. That I, I don't know of any other four grain rye. Uh, the classic one everyone's familiar with is the ninety-five-five, uh, you know, MGP recipe that so many brands. Uh, Purchase that whiskey 95% rye so really high rye content with a little bit of malted barley Um, then the other more common is uh, just a very barely legal rye at 51% rye Um, so this is a really interesting um, and I I don't know anyone else doing anything like this Um, so and folks looking to get any of the ones that we've sampled would find them where, Jason? The Bottle Barn, ah. thirty-three, thirty-one Industrial Drive. Um, yeah, we have very limited amounts of the bottled in bond. It was released about a month, two months ago. Yes. Um, and um, we buy through a distributor, not directly from from uh, Redwood Empire, and they keep trickling us in some of the bottled in bond. But if you do want to try it, I'm not just trying to be a salesman here, but you should come down. At last count, I think we had. Less than two six-packs each of, of the bottled-in-bond bourbon and the bottled-in-bond rye. Um, Dan, your thoughts on the rye that we've been
3: enjoying?
4: Well, I think it's a pretty remarkable product. But as I pointed out about 20 minutes ago, this is a very, very young project. And what's, what I'm tasting out of this product is that it just needs time. And I, I hate to, to think that it should be decanted. But th- getting more air into this and maybe a, a dash of, of spring water would just blow this thing open. It would really be... Right now, it's explosive and it's gorgeous. But I just think it's got a future ahead of it. Lauren,
3: do you want to debate with Dan on this point?
2: (laughs) I mean, I don't want to say I completely disagree, but I do. (laughs) I think we spent so much time and effort. I mean, hundreds of barrels we tasted through to select the uh, the blend for this bottle specifically. And um, I, I, I can understand adding a little bit of water to it. At 100 proof, that's not to everybody's tastes. Sometimes you need to add a little bit of water to kind of loosen it up a little bit. Things will actually fall out of solution um, and uh, protect your tongue a little bit from the sensation there. In terms of age, I, again, I, I would disagree. I, I really love tasting the grain in my whiskey and uh specifically for bourbon and rye american whiskey as a whole i prefer whiskey to be under seven years for american whiskey and of course there are exceptions to that um but uh because we use new american oak it just doesn't age like uh, scotch or japanese whiskey does what they're using kind of somewhat neutral barrels
3: jason okay that's up to you do you want to jump in on here and, and you are, are you on Dan's side or are you on Lauren's side? <laughs> I, do, I, I, do have a,
1: I, I do have a question before I <laughs> reveal what team I'm on here. Do you have older product than five years that you could test your theory on? So does Redwood Empire have a six-year bottled and bond rye ready to go, seven-year?
2: Yeah, of course we're holding some back yeah. uh, for that purpose. Um just to see how it kind of goes, and maybe even just to be part of this product. So uh, we were actually talking a little bit earlier about how in the past, you know, sometimes a product that had 12 years on the label had 18-, 20-year, you know, things like that in it. So there's the possibility of of, uh, that, not necessarily in a bottled and bond, obviously, because it has to be in the same season, but um, perhaps in future projects.
1: All right, Jason. So... If we're able to get some of this older rye, I'm on Team Lauren. No, no, Um, (laughs) I agree with both of them. So, oh please, (laughs) I've got to be diplomatic here. So when there's different times, I like to drink straight, you know, just like we're drinking it tonight. There's times I like to put an ice cube in it and and cool my whiskey down. There's times I add water to it. So I I see both sides, um, uh, you know. Fine,
3: be a diplomat. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, I was going to say, back to you for your response.
4: One final comment on my part is that it's rather spectacular as it is right now, and I wouldn't change anything. (laughs) But if I had a glass of it, I would probably swirl it quite a bit to get some more air into it just to see what's happening in terms of its evolution. Well, and we
1: were talking before, uh, before we got on air here. I think... You know, these products are going to oxidize slowly over time and they're going to soften up um, as this bottle sits on your shelf um, and as you keep going back to it, you know, once a week, you know, once a month, whatever it is, however you like to enjoy your whiskey, once an hour, whatever it is. But it will change over time and I think, you know, it'll soften up. We've only got a couple of minutes here. Lauren, what
3: does the future hold for Redwood Empire Whiskey?
2: Well, we are going to be releasing a single malt. Um, hopefully in 2023. That's the plan. Fingers crossed. Um, we've already been putting some blends together for that. So that'll be really fun. Um, but we are going to be releasing our next um, Bottled and Bond next year as well. So that's one of the really special things about the Bottled and Bond program is the mash bill uh, and the flavor profile and goal of it will change every year. So that's one of the things that's kind of extra special about that.
1: All right. Yeah. Jason, what's going on at Bottle Barn we need to know about? We're just cranking right now. I mean, it's we're right in the middle of the full swing, getting ready, you know, in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, Um, bourbon, you know, whiskey in general. Actually, we, we, you know, did a little deep dive into the numbers and... bourbon whiskey is now our number one selling spirit in the store. So it used to be vodka and tequila. Now it's actually bourbon, then tequila and vodka. And this time of year we sell more than ever. So th- those numbers are going to even increase more. But yeah, we're just cranking, you know, just All selling right. juice. And folks looking for that bourbon can find Redwood
3: Empire Whiskey's bourbon on the shelves at Bottle Barn. All right, Dan, what's coming up next week on California Next week Wine we Country? have
4: Ross Reedy who's the winemaker for Uh, VML Wines in Healdsburg as well as a second project for that Uh, Winery, and it's an exciting new project.
3: All right. Well, it was nice to take a a detour today into the world of spirits. So, thank you for that. All right. Our guests have been Jason Schneider, GM of Bottle Barn and the person in charge of the spirits division, and Lauren Patz with Redwood Empire Whiskey. You can check out the Redwood Empire Whiskey website. It's redwoodempirewhiskey.com. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode of California Wine Country.